Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I'm not a licensed therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist, so please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health therapy you feel you may need. In my podcast, I'm here to share my journey as a newly single mommy of two adorable little boys. I recently left a very toxic marriage of 11 years. I was very codependent, dealing with somebody who was having an addiction to methamphetamines and was very narcissistic. I made the decision to leave because I knew that not only was staying in the marriage very unhealthy for myself, but worst of all, my children. So as I share my journey, I do hope that I will be able to empower or help those who find themselves in a similar situation to find strength within themselves, to reclaim their lives, and start all over. Thanks for listening. Good morning, happy Thursday. It is December 13th. So, as I mentioned yesterday, we are already halfway through the month. It is going by super quick, and we are going to blink, sneeze, and Christmas is going to be here already. And then after Christmas, days later, Happy New Year. And are we ready for the new year? Wait a minute, let's jump back a little. Are we ready for Christmas? You know, being a parent around the holidays is never really easy. Whether your unit is complete or whether, you know, I mean, even more so when it's just you. And uh, sometimes even when your unit's complete, you feel that it is just you. You know, and I understand how those times have felt, you know, or maybe feeling for some of you that are currently in that situation. It's uh, it's one of those days or those times where you have to put up that uh, happy face for your children, but deep, 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 deep down inside, it's like you could cry because it's just not, you know, what you hoped for. You look for much more in, or you hope for some, you know, a much more when it comes to your you know, your feeling of belonging and stuff, and you're just there existing. So I know how that could be, but um, I'm here to tell you that that's perfectly normal when you are in those situations. But now that a new year is coming, and if it's been like this for years, what what's the next step for you, my friends? Where do you go? What would you like to do? How would you like to feel every day? How would you like to be free of any worries or sadness? You know, nobody has a right to tell us that, uh, you know, we have to stay in a marriage for the sake of, you know, others. 
It's how do you feel? But, you know, with that being said, as I've mentioned, this is going to be our first holidays with just the three of us. And I think one of the challenges is having that guilt or, you know, feeling bad for the other person because, you know, they'll be spending Christmas without the children, you know, but at the same time, it's just one of those things where you, you know, as a codependent, I believe you have to really realize that, uh, you know, choices that people have made, it's not your problem. When it comes down to somebody that cannot, you know, excuse my language, get their shit together and, you know, follow follow what you've requested based on what you feel would be, you know, within your children's best interest. You can't keep feeling guilty about that because, you know, had they felt that that was important to them, they would have followed through months ago. And that's where you have to learn that that is not no longer your problem. So, on to a much more positive note. We tend to make ourselves feel crappy during the holidays. Why is that? For me, even though I know that it, you know, the holidays truly burn a hole in my pocket, I don't mind it at all. Because I see that the children are happy. You know, uh, of course my children, I, I try to I try to make it as great as possible for them, you know. Um, little things here and there, and uh, it's always a joy to see them happy. Even my nieces and nephews, I, I really like to see smiles on their faces. And just uh, as I'm picking out the gifts, I try to find something that I know that they're going to really like. You know, of course, it's like that's the spirit of giving. You know, you find something and, you know, you're like, you know what? I know that they're going to like this. I've never been one to just buy a gift for the sake of buying a gift. And, uh, you know, that, that brings joy to my heart to see, um, you know, these children really happy. But, uh, you know, I get excited when um, I'm able to find the item that my children like. And, uh, you know, it's that uh, sigh of relief when it's wrapped up under the tree and good to go. And as for, I like to call them the Kris Kringle gifts, those are the ones that I really stress out about, about the most because I'm like, okay, I, I got to get this going. So I got their Kris Kringle gifts and I have it hidden. So now it's like I just have to take their letters to Santa out of their stockings and then I'll be putting the gifts into their stockings. So... I'm excited because I am delivering this Christmas. And I'll be honest, I was afraid that I wouldn't have the capabilities, financial capabilities to deliver. But you know what? If there's a will, there's a way. And as I said, the higher being, whoever it is that you believe in, they will always provide. 
and you know you just have to find the resources or you'll be provided the resources or in the direction of the resources that you can use and you will be fine so just always be positive and always keep the faith and yes i promise you'll be fine you know um one of the things that i remember like before i had moved out of my you know my house with my ex was uh, right before I moved out um, the first time one of my friends said don't worry about you know what if you struggle you'll just make it work and she was absolutely right you know it's like that I had I had to remember that mentality you'll just make it work and it's true you will just make it work the difference is when you live alone as a single parent you got to learn how to make it work on your own which is good because you're thinking outside of the box. It basically helps you exercise, you know, your um, your problem-solving skills. And it just makes you a much more better person. And I personally believe that that's part of self-care right there, self-love. Is you're basically, you know, programming yourself to have more, you know, capabilities. And which basically increases your courage. So... Uh, enjoy the journey. That's the best that you could give to yourself. And um, I'm I'm slowly but surely learning that, you know, or learning to embrace that. I've learned I've learned that quite a few times in my lifetime. So as we speak, I'm lighting my sage, and you know I really do enjoy this. I enjoy the fact that I'm starting my morning off on a positive note. That's why I think I'm going to do this like right before I have to start my day. Um, you know, that way it'll give me a sense of fulfillment and a sense of accomplishment. You know, but I'll, you know, today I, I started off like not really on the foot that I wanted to start on. Um, as an example, I woke up a little bit later than I should have and you know, I got to the the school a little bit later than I would have desired because then, you know, I got to work a little bit late. Just a few minutes late. I don't like to be late, but, you know, um, my boys were like, oh, my God, it's going to be a horrible day. No, it's not going to be a horrible day. You know, things happen, but we just get through it. We just get through it. It's okay, you know. Of course, you know, we take accountability for it if we are, but, you know, if we do find that we're getting in trouble, you know, you just say, hey, you know, um, I, I remember um, getting into work late when I used to work at a medical group and they had asked me, why are you late? I usually don't like to give the explanations because that's just giving an excuse. So I just tell them, look, I don't have any reason for you. All I could tell you is I'm sorry and just consider an improvement happening. And that's all, you know. And of course, make sure you, you, you know, your word is your bond and make sure that you do show improvement. Otherwise, you're going to look like a complete fool. But um, I do believe that, you know, uh, when you do partake in this journey, you do learn quite a bit. You know, you learn to exercise you know, getting out of your comfort zone and getting out of, uh, you know, your, your little bubble. 
and sometimes we would like to stay in our little bubble because it's just comfortable there but if you stay comfortable you'll never grow so that's just my way of seeing it I think everybody else that's uh, successful sees it that same way as well I'm not exactly where I would like to be as far as success but I'm definitely working my way towards that you know um, as a as a mom there's still a lot that I've got to learn and you know I um I know that the the best thing I could offer my children is not to just teach them lessons verbally but to teach them lessons through my actions and that's the best thing I could do and just you know like uh I it actually made me tear up one um one night because like my oldest sat down through one of my um you know, my little conferences, he actually sat in a chair and he looked at like the, um, you know, the contents of um, what we were talking about. And he said, mommy, you know, it was kind of cute. He said, this actually doesn't have a whole lot of numbers. And, you know, he just had this big, huge smile on his face. I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? And he was like, that means I could do this. I was like, baby, you could do anything you put your mind to. And, um, you know, he, he was like, you know what, I'd really like to learn more. This is my nine-year-old, you know, and uh, he does talk about, um, you know, he's like, I listen to my mom's, you know, I'm, I'm going to listen to your podcast. And he's like, I'm going to tell my cousins to listen to your podcast. And, you know, it's like, it's so sweet. I, I just, you know, I just love that I have very supportive sons. You know, even my youngest, he's not as verbal as my oldest, but, you know, uh, it's like, I just love how they are very supportive and, you know, of course it's, uh, you know, it, it's very comforting, especially for those of us who've never really experienced that, um, you know, with, with any of the spouses and stuff. But when you feel that from your children, it's 10 times even more better <laughs> and uh, I, I just absolutely love it so it's like you know I'm, I truly feel blessed to have um, my kids and uh, you know I, I'm excited to see how they will grow you know I know that I've done my best and I will continue to do my best in raising them and show them and you know just to be a good example and um you know, hopefully as they get older, they will, you know, learn from me. And maybe the things that I lacked, they'll learn to pick up. And, uh, you know, being a mom is truly a blessing. It really is. You know, I really enjoy being their mother. What I wanted to talk to you guys about today is, once again, moving forward, looking ahead, and how are we treating ourselves every day? What's our views on things when, you know, when things go, when things go uh, south? Not completely like, you know, like for example, there's a hiccup through your day. 
Like if you were supposed to be, you know, you get a flat tire, just these little things. How do we really view it? Do we start going in panic mode or, you know, do we see it as like, okay, you know what, just get through it. Do we beat ourselves up? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh my God, I'm so dumb. You know, I'm I'm really trying my best, or I've tried my best, and I think I've done, I've had some improvement. Uh, I used to get very frustrated with the kids, you know, because I would be frustrated with everything else. So I've learned to not really get as frustrated and try to change my views on or my outlook on how what things mean and um you know sometimes i'll like for example uh yesterday when i had uh talked about what happened with my ex you know it it kind of put me back in a place where i was like you know uh not completely not completely but it put me in a place where i was stressed out and just thinking quite a bit and uh, I was like, oh, man, like a friend of mine said, stop worrying. I'm just like, I'm not worried. I'm not as bad. And, uh, you know, I had another coworker said, well, you know, you don't sound as bad. You know, she said, usually you're very like, you know, upset and enraged. But this time you're upset, but you're, you know, you're handling it. You're coping with it better than you have the last, you know, the last few months. And that's where you know that you're improving. And that's how you can really, you know, um, look at yourself and measure, you know, any type of progress that you're having. It's hard to measure, you know, as, you know, it's really, I think that it, um, unless you're self-aware, it's really hard to measure where you are in being your mindfulness and your mental health. And just being at peace. Uh, as I was doing my law of attraction planner, I got to that part of like, where would I like to be like spiritually? And I'm like, okay, how would you how would you measure that? You know, um, and and how would you go about like you know what activities could you utilize as an example to show that you are improving in that? Well, I mean, I think this is it. This is basically where you have, you know, life coming at you, but how are you handling it? This is how you can measure it. Okay, well, five months, like for example, five months ago, if I were to have this discussion with my ex, I probably would have balled up in my, rolled up into a ball onto my bed and started crying. And I would have not been able to get out of bed. I would have, I would have literally felt um, afraid. And I would have taken those threats seriously. I'm not saying, you know, um, if you get any threats, don't take them seriously. But this time around, I... I really looked at all of the facts and that's something that I think we tend to do to ourselves when we are dealing with narcissists as they completely, you know, um, 
try to try to like change and affect our reality. You know, they'll try to manipulate that reality and tell us, well, no, this is what it is. Now, that's a perfect example right there. Uh, I was basically told, oh, you, you know, um, you have no court orders. It's not official. But then I already had the court orders mailed to me and there's a blue stamp stamped by the judge Basically, it's filed with courts. So there are court orders. And I was like, wait a minute, is this true? So I found myself backpedaling and doing that. And I was just like, so the next day I, you know, I I went through my filing cabinet and I was just like, huh, okay, seriously, you know, you tend to really not, you know, you, you question yourself and, you know, this is where you're, you got to exercise. I know me and nobody else should know you better than you. You know, we have like these cliche relationship cliches where, where you have the girl or the guy saying, you know what? I love you because you know me better than I know myself. I get it. That's probably romantic in some people's eyes, but, uh, Now that I think of it, it's not as romantic. That's like when you're telling somebody that, that basically shows you that or makes you question, are you ready to be in a relationship? Because if you don't know yourself, you could get lost in that whole entire thing, which may not be a healthy start to a relationship. Because then that's when you start losing your priorities. And you know what I mean? It's like if somebody else knows you better than you know yourself, then... What will happen there? You lose your own identity in that relationship and then you have some, you, you become dependent on people making decisions for you. You won't be able to make a decision on your own. I mean, it's like, I get it. Get people's opinions, different opinions, but you know, and take them into consideration, but don't rely solely on people's, you know, well, this person said that I should do this. Because you have to make the choice. You know, your life should be designed by you. There is no co-designers in your life. You are the main designer of your life. You are the Versace of your life. So don't question yourself. You know, um, and I think... If you're not, if it's, if it's an area that you're unfamiliar with, be resourceful, do the research. You know, if you're going to ask for advice, go ask that, you know, like, let's say, for example, I keep using car as an example, because for me, I have no idea. You know, I, um, spoke to one of the mechanics. I did a bunch of Yelp searches and I asked for, you know, some quotes Some of them gave me direct prices, uh, you know, didn't, of course there was any, you know, they were busy. They didn't really give me any type of like, you know, explanation. Then I wasn't looking for one. Well, um, shout out to Crescent Auto over here in Corona. Uh, this gentleman named Paul actually said, okay, well, I can't really give you a quote. I just, you know, I need to see the car, blah, 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 blah. Tell me what's going on. 
I was pretty honest. Well, before I could, before I even told him anything, he, you know, he had called and um, he had said, well, you know, I don't want you to throw money out. You know, I want to make sure that we know everything. And that to me, it's like when somebody takes that time to really try to understand what's going on before they just give you a quote and you know what I mean and of course like what ended up happening too is I was like okay well this person seems pretty trustworthy so before I did anything and at the same time it's like you're put in a pickle where you have no choice but to make a decision at that moment because you need that form of transportation like ASAP especially when you're single and you you know you need to get around kids need to go to school it's a necessity So I had my stepfather, you know, he was gracious enough to kind of look at the parts and everything. And he said, okay, well, this is, this is legit. This is how much the parts would cost. So this is where you would, you know, people's opinion or advice would be, you know, would actually be helpful is you pick and, you know, you pick at their brain and, you know, you get their knowledge And you're just like, okay, you put two and two together. And this basically, like I said, exercises your skill of thinking. Because now you've got to learn how to problem solve. In a sense, this is that moment where, you know, um, (laughs) I know that as a parent, there's certain things that, you know, you try to teach your kids everything as they're growing up. You know, uh, my dad taught me how to cook iron and do all this other stuff. And of course, like, these skills didn't click in until I had to do them as an adult. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what this was for. And, you know, at 34 years old, there's certain things I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Because, of course, like when you were, when you're married too, those responsibilities are split. And if you never had to deal with it, you never learn. So what I can recommend is whenever you get a challenge, just say, you know what, I'm going to jump on this and I'm going to learn how to do this. So when this comes up again, I'm good because I can guarantee you car problems are going to happen. So learn how to jump on it. Learn how to jump on it. And I can, I can promise you that, you know, you're going to be like, when that happens, I got this. We're good. We're good. I got this. I've been down this rodeo. All right. I've had this roadie before. I'm good. I'm good. You know? Your confidence level will be boosted up. Your self-value boosted up. You got it. So, you know, feel good about that. That's how you basically, you know, keep track of your progress with self-value, self-care, self-awareness. All of this stuff comes into play. So, for those of you that are kind of sitting on the fence, do I leave? Do I stay? What do I do? It's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard. But I can promise you, this is what you're going to get in return. You're going to, you're going to get a, you're going to get a, uh, a knapsack. I don't know what those are called. It's a little, you know, uh, I remember like back in, in the day, like when, when those kids were like, I'm running away. They got the little stick with that little, uh, I would use a hanky. <laughs> Um, and you know, it, it, that, that's what you get. It's like, okay, you, ha- you get, you get that little knapsack and you're just like, okay, you're on your way 
and you figure it out. It's like being put in a deserted island. All the resources are there, but they're all raw. You have all raw materials and you got to work it out. You got to figure it out. It's a challenge. Difficulties are not always disadvantages. Actually, I don't believe any of them are disadvantages. It's a challenge that you have to face. And then you learn from it. And you become better. Once you start thinking about that, you're gold. You're gold. So, like I said, there's going to be times where you're going to get low. Because it's hard. Especially, I think emotions are probably the, our biggest challenge. It's not the challenges itself. It's the emotions. How do we train our emotions? You know, how, how do we bounce back up? How do we train ourselves to ba- bounce back up? That's what we got to do. That's what we got to figure out. You know, uh, so this morning... Oh, no, I'm sorry, not this morning. After I had those shenanigans with my ex, I was like, oh, man. You know, so I did my resource research, and I was like, okay, court orders are in place. You know, I, I had suggestions like, you should send it to him. You should tell him, what for? I'm not playing these games. You know, it's like, this guy's just looking for a reaction. He's looking for, you know, me to say something. And I don't want to play those games. If that time comes where I'm going to need to present him with the paperwork, then so be it. But I haven't had that uh, need to. But all my eggs are in, you know, all my eggs are in place. So there's no need for me to stop and focus on that. I need to go ahead. I need to work on what's going to better mine and my children's life. I don't have time to be worrying about what he's going to do and wait around for what he's going to do. And I made a decision that going back to that is no longer an option. It's not healthy. And I can promise you, when you do leave, for those that are still on the fence, when you do leave, you know, unless you really feel that it's worth saving, you know, usually you find that you're better off being alone, even if it means, you know, for a while. And, you know, people say, oh, yeah, I feel bad for single people. That means that, no, it does not mean that they're, you know, they're miserable. They're not miserable. These people are learning to love themselves. These people are on a journey of self, you know, they're rediscovering themselves. So there's really nothing wrong with being single. I mean, personally, I think we need to be single for quite some time before we do get into a relationship. And, you know, have that you know, stay, keep ourselves grounded so that it's like when we have our values, they don't get altered because we're trying to conform 
to somebody else's comfort. You live with yourself. You learn to love yourself. You learn to depend on yourself. You learn to just really, you know, get to know yourself. Take it back. Take it all back. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter, you know, oh, well, I don't want to die alone. If you have your children, you're not alone. And, you know, I'm sure that each and every single one of us has good friends. Has good friends that, you know, we enjoy being around. Just be happy. It's easier said than done. But I can promise you, I know exactly how that feels. I know what it feels like to sometimes feel as though you don't really have support even in your inner circle. And sometimes it feels like it's you against the world. Don't have that I hate the world or hate everybody mentality. Still continue to be kind. Continue to love these people even if they do treat you like crap or even though it sometimes feels like they don't support you. Learn to still love them but love them from a distance. You know, but at the same time, love yourself more. If you know that being around them may affect your well-being or your mental health, then you just need to, you know, um, you just need to be around them in small doses. It's just that simple. So, look, be kind to yourself. Be stronger. I promise you, everything will be fine. And for those that are still on the fence, it gets better if you leave. And for those that are in the same journey as me and you're still kicking ass, high five, big hugs. As I always say, we will get through this together. Once again, I am your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. Have a great day. Take care of yourself. Stay strong. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye for now.